All right, David and Diana back here for another episode of Game Changer Podcast. We are picking up where we left off last week. We're discussing uh, the topic, well, all around the topic of marriage. I've been married for 30 years, and um, we have three children, a granddaughter and two granddaughters on the way, um, and uh, super blessed, uh, run a business, and um, are in ministry and, and marketplace, and love the Lord. And, you know, our marriages had challenges over the years, and we're trying to give you some points that we have learned um, over the years that we believe that if we would have learned earlier could have helped us out of some issues. And uh, so we're at the fourth point. Number four, Diana, is never make the issue more important than the marriage. Never make the issue more important than the marriage. When we make our arguments more important than the marriage, we forget why we got married in the first place. A bad day doesn't mean a bad marriage. And so it goes back to a lot of these things are so controlled by our words and really self-discipline and, you know, putting some of these other things that we had talked about last uh, episode. And if you did not catch the last episode, go back and listen to it. You'll get the foundation of this. But it really comes down to if you wait until you're in the heat of the battle, this is going to be nearly impossible to stop. You know, when you're in the heat of the battle and you're there to prove your point, you're there to win the battle, win the argument, not to really analyze where you have gone wrong. If you don't go into it with the right way, then I promise you when you get to that place, you're going to you're going to have a hard time making the issue smaller than the marriage. You're going to make it bigger than the marriage and you know, you're going to uh, make it more important than the marriage. And you know, this marriage, we should have never got married. I don't know why I married you in the first place. You know what? You're just like your dad or you're just like your mom or you know, I knew when I first married you, you know, all these types of things and it goes back into that circle. And, um, you know, it's, it's a bad day doesn't mean a bad marriage. Amen. That's true. Um, second Timothy two, I, I, I would, I would have expected you to say that's true a little more passionately about, you know, <laughs> about, you know, since you have such a wonderful husband, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Second, second Timothy. Timothy two verse 23. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know, they produce quarrels mm. and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone able to teach, not resentful opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive, captive to do his will. It It's not talking about marriage, but what I do think is I think when we don't, um, argue fair and we don't and we do make arguments more important than marriage I think that gives the the devil a foothold to cause division and divide yeah. and if you can divide you, you know conquer. you can conquer so and it creates this isolation so I mean the Bible talks about not to not to to waste your time don't have anything to do with it you know how many of us have gotten done with an argument and thought gosh that was really when you really think about it I was like that was really something so stupid and trivial and it became something huge have you ever thought that? <laughs> so huge I'm com- and it didn't I, have like to understand you guys understand like putting her on the podcast like this is like having a, like an attorney and being on a cross-examining my wife on the same so all these people watching right now, Diana, have you ever felt that the argument? Yes, I actually think that often you made, that you started a dumb <laughs> argument. You are absolutely right. That wasn't the question. <laughs> yes. Overruled. <laughs> all right. So here's another one we never did. 
we, we, we have a hard time doing this it's still, you know, but, but I want to make sure you get it right. You know, we used to quote this scripture. I did mainly because I was the guy raised in church and you, you were the, the young girl that got saved right before we got married. But quickly I would throw these scriptures out, you know, they were so out of context. I'll just say the scripture first, Ephesians four twenty six. don't sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. We think that means that you just, you, you got to resolve the argument, completely have it buried, you know, completely have it done and come to a complete signed covenant agreement before you go to bed. So here's the thing. Don't retire for the night angry with one another, right? I mean, the Bible encourages us with these words, right? Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. So some people need time to hit the reset button. And I'm going to say most all people need time to hit the reset button before they try to resolve things peacefully. So we've decided that at some point in the conversation, we agree to disagree right now, but we'll continue in the morning or we we'll continue at a different time. It's not. I think that comes back to predetermining the, the ground, the groundwork and the rules of, you know, resolving but, but, and but dealing with there conflict. were times when we didn't understand this, where we would literally me mostly, we would argue and into the wee hours of the night. Remember that? And I'd be, you know, Hey, I'd be tired and I'd be like, you know, can't really figure out. I was, I was immature and didn't really know. And I couldn't figure out what the right thing to say was. So I'm just like, you know, nodding off and I'd fall asleep. And she'd be like, Oh, it must be nice to fall asleep. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, did say that, you know, you did. It was early in our marriage, but I, I'm like, what I am I saying? I'm like, at this sometime. point, I will say whatever you need me to say. I will cut my arm off and give it to you. <laughs> If you let me go to bed, but that's not what it meant, right? No, it's not what it. Thank God we got hallelujah got through that. I think it's really harboring um, ill will. I think at some point you have to choose. Like I don't agree with this situation, but I'm not going to hold them responsible. Mm -hmm. Like for the the my thought process, right? I can't be, you can't be responsible for what I'm thinking about in the situation, but I'm responsible for that. And allowing the, the Lord, like laying those things down before the Lord as I, you know, like, Hey, I'm choosing to forgive you. And then I'm laying these things before the Lord and the Lord, you know, can work either understanding within my own heart or, um, cause you to grovel the next <laughs> morning. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. <laughs> Usually the second one. He's but I think it's really about releasing that, um, you know, and that's not for you necessarily. That's so that I could lay my eyes, um, like I can lay down and close my eyes peacefully before the Lord, like knowing, okay, there's not, I don't agree in this situation, but I don't, I don't hold ill feelings towards you. Yeah. All right. Here's a good one. Ask for help. So when an issue becomes too difficult for you and your spouse to manage together, it's okay to call an objective I want to go ahead and circle that word objective third party to help you figure things out ensures that both parties are heard and a resolve can be achieved. It's God's will that your marriage prospers and God is faithful to send help in the time of need. How many know we serve a God who helps and he usually works through people. Okay. Um, you know, God can supernaturally do anything he wants and he has done so throughout the word of God, but he works through people generally, but it's gotta be an objective third party. That has to be, you know, it can't be self-serving. I've done this where in the middle of an argument, I'll bring someone into it, you know. Um, and again, the motive is important. So if my motive is to prove myself right or to prove you wrong, which a lot of times it is, okay, if I'm being honest. I do not like to bring people into No, but I will. But I, I will, will say but so they're not objective. Usually the people I bring in 
are going to, there's a, there's an angle that I'm looking for. And that's, of course, that's wrong. That's not the kind of person. Don't just bring someone in. I think you do have, you know, here's one thing I, we are, we often in marriage want to bring in our family members. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever a good idea. And, and thankfully, I don't think we really ever did that. I don't think we ever really brought no, in family we, members. Mine were mostly centered around like work disagreements, things of that nature. You bring in somebody, you know, when you're, you're debating on a certain point. But it, again, it's, it's not objective. You know, the, an objective third party is somebody that doesn't have a dog in the hunt at all. And there's somebody that's going to judge it by the word of God. And so you got to be careful not just to ask for help from anyone. I think you already have to, again, predetermine some of those spiritual mentors. Um, obviously, you're going to want to choose people that already have, they've exampled um, a, that they're, they do this well, mm-hmm. not perfect, but well. And um, someone that doesn't have, um, <clears throat> Like they're not going to get something out of you being right or or the other person being right. Um, I think that's hard. And I think ultimately your your main person obviously is the Lord. But I think a lot of times when you're needing to seek counsel, I think it's got to be someone that knows you both, loves you both unconditionally. Like they love you. Their 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 motive is to see good things for you. Um, and you know it's always uncomfortable for me when that happens. Um, but I mean it has. Unfortunately, it has. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's wise and I don't think it should be. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, most likely you and your spouse will find resolve. But some of the people that were involved may not have the same ability to to let go or forgive. Like, man, that was a terrible thing that they did mm-hmm. or said or whatever. They're not going to have the same type of grace that you are graced with as a, as a spouse. I yeah. don't think there's a difference there. So, All right. So our final point in this lesson, let it go. Let it go, let it go. I'm hearing a frozen. Sometimes the argument's over, but the feelings remain. Forgiveness is not easy, but it's always worth it. Remember, Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So if you're not willing to extend the same grace that God has extended to you, your marriage will full, not flourish, right? Um, if you're, I'm sorry, if you're willing to extend the same grace God has extended to you, your marriage will flourish. You and I sometimes differ on this particular point, and we've talked about this even on a personal level. I think just because you, um, it's not sometimes about letting go, it's about responsibility. You can't expect someone to let something go if you're not accountable and responsible and repentant and when I say repentant I mean we turn away both sides turn away from what brought you here and seek the Lord for I guess the answer the resolve the peace like you can't always I I think sometimes people can use that as a weapon and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have I'm just saying like I think that can be used as a weapon like just let it go well sometimes things can't be let go there's a process that has to be so i think also understanding letting go sometimes is a process it's not instantaneous and so and just like i agree with you and just like that sometimes you gotta let it go sometimes it's the sometimes you have to let it go so you're you're right and but both scenarios are right and so it's every scenario listening right now every relationship that's represented right now is different every circumstance is different and sometimes you just gotta let it go Sometimes, you know, it's hard to let it go and they're, you know, you're trying to let it go. I think if you're trying to let it go and you can't because maybe, you know, someone keeps putting it back in your hand or something like that. 
but you know I think you have to let go of the arguments over who ate the last bag of Cheetos <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> something simple but you can't just like let go I'm, so it's probably you I don't like Cheetos either I can't really tell you why I said Cheetos other than I was just thinking of something so stupid and insignificant right. so it's very easy to let go of something like that but it is harder just to let go of something that is deeper a, a product of some sort of trauma whether it was trauma before you know from another situation with another person like sometimes mm-hmm. we carry into we talk about that baggage. a lot baggage so sometimes it might be a trauma from not even that other person but it's still baggage and so it's hard to let it go because you got to work through that process of that trauma or that letdown or that you know terrible thing so I, I think still sometimes you have to allow grace to be there but yeah something very trivial I do think you yeah. just let it go and move on from it. But there's some things that do take a little time. bit of time. And the, the grace of God and the strength of the Lord. I mean, I think sometimes we yeah, want to give up. Out. I'm holding my hand out to you. We, we want to give up. And, like, this is one of those moments, like, read the body language. Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> We're going to pray. Let's pray together. What do you say? Let's pray for these marriages that are listening right now because God wants to do a mighty thing. You know, he created the institution of marriage. He said that a man for this reason would leave his father or mother and cleave to his wife. and The two will become one. And so, dear God, thank you for the beauty and blessing of marriage. Thank you for walking with us through the good days and carrying us through the bad days. Help us to remember the big picture. There's a big picture out there. Someone's listening and you need to know that. Forgive us if we ever used an argument to belittle or humiliate our spouse. Teach us how to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Help us to learn how to apologize when we're wrong. Will we remember that one bad day does not have to turn into a bad life or a bad marriage? Strengthen us through hard conversations. Grant us peace during difficult seasons. We trust you to heal everything hurting in marriages right now. In the name of Jesus, we ask and declare. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this please share it with someone share last episode with someone as well click to subscribe and click the bell for notifications make sure you download our game changer by ipd agency app to stay connected with us in all things marketplace ministry also tag us on social media so that we can see how god is blessing what you do we appreciate you and thank you so much until next time we'll see you then